All right, are we all ready? I'm ready. (laughs) Okay. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Kai. And I'm a little drunk. And I'm a little high. And this, this is, is why, why we, we need weird. Uh, I feel like this is the only podcast where you get a special um, intro music sound. Yeah, there was a time when I thought we would have intro music because I got Skip a little synthesizer, like a... Um, analog synthesizer for Christmas which is like the nerdiest gift ever and he was like so excited about it it was really cute and uh, I was like well you you should use it and like make intro music for our podcast it would be really cool um but oh. he never did it because he missed opportunity <laughs> maybe soon knows maybe for season three maybe make some you know, whale noise we gotta yeah you gotta have something to look forward to you know yeah there's always yeah. something fresh coming around the something corner. could be coming at any time you can't know mm-hmm. gotta keep them on their toes mm-hmm. so today we are discussing a musical which isn't the first musical we've done Upon reflection, I think we have done many songs and we have done many movies, but we have never combined the two, I think. Unless you would consider The Worst Witch a musical. There, but is, was there, any- there is a musical number, and I guess a lot of the Disney movies have musical numbers in them also. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if we've done a full-on Disney movie. I've, now I've got to look through our repertoire. Yeah. Yeah. Have we had, like, an actual musical I don't. Let's see. Let's see. Oh, we did do Wally, but that's not a musical for sure. Um, that's a no. That's a no. <laughs> oh, Mickey and the Beanstalk was like a baby musical, but not a yeah. That is a musical, musical adjacent, you know. Yeah, but I don't think we've done anything that is. You know, I remember when I was a little kid and people would reference musicals and I didn't really know what they meant. I imagined that it was a movie that was like nothing but music, like people are singing Mm -hmm. the entire time. And then I found out that some of my favorite movies, such as The Lion King, were considered musicals. And it was like, oh, they're just stuff with songs in them. This is music. It seems like lots of things. And like... To, like, in my frame of reference, like, the movies that I had seen as a small child, probably 99% of what I seen were musicals. So, like, yeah, it made sense that I was like, well, damn, everything's a musical then. Literally, but now, I feel like musicals are, like, more and more, like, music with so little dialogue in between. And, like, I feel like there's less Disney movies that are musicals in that sense, where there's, like, a song and dance number like by characters who are in character you know right like I, it's interesting I mean I, okay like let it go obviously well um, have you seen Encanto oh yeah Encanto yeah I guess I guess maybe there are like more that aren't but still most are I do also feel like with our childhood there was already so many Disney movies that had already been created that were just ready for us to watch mm-hmm. and then as we like got 
older. I mean, I guess, yeah, there's not quite as many now, but I think it also feels like, you know, maybe they've won the year. And so it's like you wait for the one that is there, but they're already, you know, however many yeah. when we were younger. So sometimes I just wonder if it feels different. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. We can't know. Hard to know. But the musical that we are doing on this episode of kind of but not really maybe our first musical is Annie. Bum, bum, bum. Um, the that sun will it. come out. There you go. Tomorrow. <laughs> Bet your bottom dollar. Tomorrow there'll be sun. Okay. What if there's not sun? Yeah, maybe there's not, my dude. You can't know. Then, then you take someone's bottom dollar. Yeah, and they needed that, so. Yeah. So Annie's a bitch. That's right. Right. Sucks for you. <laughs> Sucks to be you. Annie was a little ruthless, I will say. She was a little ruthless. I mean, all of I don't, I don't orphans. hold it against her under the circumstances. Like, girl right. had to do what she had to do to survive, you know? They were all a little bit, like, intense and aggressive. Yeah. But given the environment they were in, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, like they were sure. literally orphans in an orphanage being run by an alcoholic. Yeah, it wasn't a great situation. Also, like... That's not good. That's, that's neglect, you know? It's... yeah. And abuse. She, like, beat them and shit. Yeah, she wasn't great. No. Let's just say that right off the bat. What was her name? Miss Havisham? What? Miss Hannigan? That's... (laughs) What? I always conflate her with Miss Havisham from Great Expectations. Which is a very different character. Miss Hannigan. Yeah. Miss, we love you, Miss Hannigan. That's what they all say. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is anybody. When right, right, right. Um, when did orphanages like that stop? Do we know? Right, I was thinking about that because there you cannot like you cannot like type Google Maps like orphanage into Google Maps and be like here is the or like that's not right. at least not in America. But right. I you know it's like we still do have like group homes and like I feel like it sort of just transferred into the foster system. Yeah, which. The foster system has a lot of very serious flaws. Like, I, you know, not to, like... But at least I feel like it was a move in the right direction. Yeah. It's at least not, like, 20 kids and one human. Yeah. Like, this is a small step in the right direction. Okay, fine. Like, we've got ways to go. There's a lot of issues. But, like, this is better than Miss Hannigan. Yeah. I did, though. Like, this is kind of a... Maybe a sick fact, <laughs> but about myself. Um, as a young child watching movies about orphanages, I always kind of liked the idea of being able to walk into a place and like handpick a child. Oh my if god! I wanted it. <laughs> and now, like as I'm old, I'm like, no, that's really fucked up. But that's hilarious. That's such a, <laughs> like such an interesting like child like lack of perspective thought. You know? Yeah. I like, like, oh yeah, that's oh, cool. I want that one, <laughs> and I will love it. Yeah. At least I wasn't like I'm gonna own it or anything. I mm-hmm. just was like, I'm gonna go when I'm gonna have a child, and I can choose it. <laughs> And I don't know, part of me is a little sad. I can't Well, and I feel like the way that orphanages are adopted is, like, the people who are adopting the children aren't always portrayed as, like, heroes. And, like, one, like, it's, like, this desired, like, this wonderful, generous, loving person, you know? So, like, it kind of makes sense. It's like, oh, yeah, like, I want to do that. Like, 
Yeah. I'm going to save one of these kids from the orphanage. Like, I'm going to give someone a home. Yeah. Okay. I'm not fucked up. No, I don't think you're fucked up. <laughs> I just you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> if you leave us a voice memo, we'll tell you if we think you're fucked up. You can also tell us if you think we're fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It can go both ways. You can just say, like, fucked up. Like, that can be the whole voice memo. Yeah, it's really easy. I don't know why this is so hard, you guys. It's really easy. You just gotta go to anchor.fm slash wineweedweird, and there's where you listen. Like, I know there's a link on Spotify if you click on the podcast. So, so there's probably a link anywhere you listen. I Come can't on. really Come know. On, friends. Come on. <laughs> I'll give you a dog treat if you do it. <laughs> we'll mail you one dog treat. If you leave Hope us you have a voice dog. memo with your address included. Yeah, you are going to have to give us your address if you want that. We won't put yeah. your address on the podcast. We will not dox our listeners. Um, Absolutely not. Unless you, like, I don't know. Well, I, no, even if you're like, I consent, I still won't. Because why? There's no good reason for you to put your address on the podcast. No, we don't put addresses. Look, guys, we don't want to be known. No. We can't let you, we can't let anyone know who you are either. Right. It goes privacy. both ways. It yeah. goes both ways. Don't worry. We are to yeah. be trusted. Do that. Leave, just... leave the voice memo. Um, as long as we're having this little tangent, I'm just going to pop the ad in here. Beep, boop, boop, boop. There oh. was the ad. <laughs> Bling. Wow. Um, so, Annie. <laughs> Annie. Talking about Annie. We open with Annie singing. And she's singing about... And it's a song I've never heard, right? There's Maybe two songs I've heard from Annie. Is it I've that never one? heard this song. I may be real nearby. So, fun fact about me is I have worked um, children's after-school programs, and I help put on little musical theater shows. So oh I help them do. I want uh, that sounds multiple hilarious. times. Yeah, and we do a very short. It's like a fifteen to twenty-minute version of whatever the show is. So I do know more songs than I should know from Annie. Like, I imagine it's probably more stressful and less fun than I think it would be, but it just sounds like it'd be fucking hilarious. <laughs> it sounds so. Anytime we do the show, like when the show is happening, there's always a sense of both dread and pride all at once. And it, it, you're all like, oh, this was like fun and it's cute and it's like fun to see them get into it. They come with their costumes and. Yeah, I think when they were like orphans, they brought some type of makeup to make themselves dirty. <laughs> They'll get really into doing this like very shortened version of some yeah. show. Yeah, like but this is very the process serious. is not fun. The process <laughs> is stressful. And we also had to come up with the script for all of them because it was so shortened. Um, and that just felt like a lot of extra tedious work that I was not compensated for, but expected to do. So I'm very, like, salty about that aspect of it. Um, but there were there were fun parts. And it was always kind of fun to, like, maybe watch the movie and come up with it or learn the songs and become familiar. Like, I love Maybe now. Like, it is actually mm-hmm. a really sweet song. And watching a bunch of little teeny boppers sing this orphan song is really sweet. And they all got really sweet about it. And that was cute. That was really cute. 
okay, so it's complicated, like parenthood, you know, like yeah, it's not just fun, it's not just drudgery, it's it's both. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's a combination. There's there's good parts and there's many 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 annoying parts. And but, side note, everyone should be free to choose parenthood or not. And I think it's PlanC.org you can go to and you can get directions for how to get abortion pills mailed to you, even if you live in, in a state where abortion is illegal. Um, so be careful out there. But like there, we have much better options than we did pre Pro V Wade, um, which is a good thing which doesn't make the situation we're in any less horrible. That's all. Bad situation. And I did put a note that says it kind of feels relative to the current world where they don't care about children outside of the womb. They'll just put them in this orphanage with Yeah, like this would be considered a triumph, like this warehouse of children, you know? Like, oh, look, look at all these lives that we saved. That we saved and their little rags being forced to scrub things with a toothbrush. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to say, and I don't know how, like, this feels at least like a good segue, but also, like, there's some kind of a message about this in Annie now that I'm, like, over-reading into it. I don't know if this is true in the Disney version, but in the version that I watched, which I believe came out in 1982, uh, Miss Hannigan is just horny for everybody. She right. is okay. horny for the cop. She is yes. horny. like she is just absolutely everybody, like up to and just barely not including her own brother, honestly. <laughs> like it's a little too close for comfort in my opinion. We only witnessed in the Disney version. So we should let the listeners know. We both watched two different Annie movies in preparation for this podcast. Um so I watched the nineteen 19- 90 something Disney version and Emily watched the OG 1980 version which is probably what we would suggest you watch if you need a refresher mm-hmm. um so in my version you she was horny for the cop but that was like it that was the only person she was horny for yeah no she was horny for at least three separate people who else was there well there was um some inspector or other no, no, it was the laundry guy. The laundry guy, when the laundry guy came, she was, like, trying to put the moves on him. And he was like, uh, I got to be going. Maybe, maybe there was some of that, but there was a moment where I was, like, researching some actors that were in this one. And so I looked down, and I missed the laundry man. So there is a possibility that mm-hmm. that happened, and I just didn't pay attention. But then she's also horny for the police officer. Mm-hmm. And then she's super horny for a man who sounds like either a pro wrestler or a uh, pimp. I am talking about not Granddaddy Wiz. I kind of wish it was him, but it's not. It's Daddy Warbucks. And that's okay. not the name we made up. That's that's, that's a real name. I just can't get over that. Now, in the beginning, he's not yet Daddy Warbucks. He's Mr. Warbucks. Yeah. He becomes a daddy at the end. It's more alert, alert kind of. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. I feel like this isn't the kind of movie where that's... Like, the, the, the ending isn't the point. Wait, was... 
Was Annie a comic strip first? I am not sure. I know that it was a comic strip. I know that it was a radio show. Um, but I don't know what came first. I think... Well, I guess I don't know. I think that... What? I don't know. It says in something about 1924. So I feel like the comic strip maybe was first. But I guess, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just wanted to see who played him in the original. Albert Finney. Oh, and I guess I guess we shouldn't go to Daddy War. Well, I guess do we feel like we're ready to talk about Daddy Warbucks? We'll be talking about Miss Hannigan some that she's horny for everybody. Oh, and importantly, as I did mention briefly, she's an alcoholic, just swilling bathtub gin at all time, literally from in the nineteen eighty two version. Um, I do have um a question: like, who temporarily leaves their child at an orphanage? Was that normal? I don't know. I don't know if that was a thing. I'm like, listen, we can't handle it now, but we'll come back for her. Right. But then does that, like, can she not be adopted? Or can she be adopted? And then they have to, like, duke it out with the new parents? What's that about? I don't know. That's a good question. I guess it's, like, hopefully, in theory, I guess the orphanage wouldn't adopt her until it had heard from the parents. I think it would just keep her. Um, I don't know. Uh, we can't be expected to know, really. But yeah, we. Yeah, it seemed a little. Yeah, or, or yeah, I don't know much about orphan law in the 1920s. Yeah, if I'm honest. Uh, I spot in my knowledge. I know nothing. Um, also, something else. So, obviously, we probably all know Annie's an orphan. They're in an orphanage. It's not great. We've already mentioned that. Yeah, things um, are bad. But- So Annie was left here by her parents and they left her a letter that said they would come back to get her. So she has all of this like hope that her parents are coming back for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And she has a letter that they left that says these facts. So that's why she has the hope. And she just reads it out loud to the other orphans who have no letter from their parents. And I'm like, what an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And she knows also, and at least in the Disney one, she was like, I know this might not mean anything to you, but it's important to me. And I'm like, so you know they don't care. You know you're being a little bit of an asshole, but you're still doing it. I don't think she does that in the 1982 version. Like, make, oh, I don't really? think she makes a big deal about reading the letter to everybody. She did in in Disney version. Interesting choice. I feel like yeah. this character is not super duper likable in either one. But it's no. interesting because I feel like she's presented as being super likable. Like, they were you're supposed to, be to believe that she's super likable. And she's really kind of pretty obnoxious. Yeah. She's, like, somewhat likable once she gets to Daddy Warbucks. Yeah. But in the orphanage, she's a medium. Yeah. She thinks she's better than everyone because she has this letter. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like Annie is a fig jam. What does what do you mean by that? You're gonna love this expression. Okay. A fig jam is someone who's like, fuck, I'm great. Just ask me. <laughs> I'm confused. It's, it's an acronym. Oh 
<laughs> I was like, but Fig Jam is great. <laughs> I well, that yeah, it's. it's I, I like, should have explained it better. It's an anagram for "fuck." Jam. I'm great. Just ask me. Okay, okay, she is a Fig Jam for yeah. sure. But at an orphan level. Yeah, which I guess you have to, you know, be understanding of orphans. You know, I really can't imagine what any of this would be like. Right. Like, I'm sure it's hard. No one wants to be an orphan. That's shitty. Yeah. Um, And to be in an orphanage. Like, no one wants to be an orphan, period. No one wants to have lost their parents. But to, like... You know, because you could be an orphan and that's very bad, but maybe you were taken in by, like, your aunt and uncle who you have a close loving relationship with and who have a similar lifestyle to your parents and, like, you can stay in the... You know what I mean? It's like, there are... Mm -hmm. There are ways for that to be even worse than just the baseline how bad it is. And being in an orphanage is pretty much the worst. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, it doesn't feel like they educate these children. They just make them clean. Well, maybe at uh, some orphanages they do, but Miss Hannigan definitely... Well, that's what I feel like a lot of things, a lot of orphan things it seems like they like have a school they go to through the day yeah right at the orphanage yeah it's like also kind of a boarding school yeah but they're getting educated and here they're just like i don't know yeah yeah they're They're just just and like literally like she sings the first song the maybe song and then miss hannigan hears her singing and comes in and yells at everybody and makes them get up and clean the whole place even though it's like 3 a.m yeah, and she always says, you're going to clean this building? Or what is it? You're going to, I don't know, something until it shines like the top of the Chrysler building. But it's, like, not that shiny. Maybe it used to be. I mean, it's got some it's chrome shiny. on it. It's shiny. But it probably sure. was shinier like, when it was new. You know, it's got some dirt on it. It's it's out in there in the open air. I really like the, the Chrysler building. Stupid. It is a pretty building. I think it's way prettier than the Empire State Building. I feel like yeah, that's the, the basic State take, Building, but there honestly, I am. I like it. It's a statement, but it, it's not the most interesting building that was ever created. I mean, it's got those steel gargoyles on it that are cool. Like, I just think it's like a cool mix of like this like self-conscious, like futuristic style that we used to be all about and like Art Deco and also like what if old shit was also cool? Like, you know, it's just a right. real nice com- combination of elements. No, it's cool. I like the Chrysler building. Anyway. <laughs> Do you own the Chrysler building? Do you Tell need us. someone to you advertise the Chrysler building? <laughs> we'll do it. We could do it. For the right price. For the, for the right price, man, you know? That's... <laughs> Uh, I don't think there have been any developments on the wild turkey front. It's not there anymore. Wow, maybe they heard us. Maybe they felt threatened by us. Yeah. That was random. Oh, yeah. Don't drink wild turkey. Don't do it. Fuck that shit. We can't support it anymore. They didn't support us. There's nothing wrong with it. You know, I don't know of anything bad about it. I'm not, you know, casting aspersions even. Uh, But don't drink it because they opted not to give us one. They had an opportunity and they decided not to take it. Rue it away. Rue, rude, rude. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. So, yeah. So, so, okay, so we she's have an Annie. orphan. Yeah. yeah she's, she thinks she's better than everyone. She tries to run away. 
pretty early yeah. on. And it's implied that this is a thing that happens, like, kind of regularly or whatever. Oh, wait. So, in your movie, Miss Hannigan comes in because she's singing too loud? Yeah. And in my movie, she comes in because she's trying to run away the first time. And then oh, so that is really up. different. No, she yeah. doesn't run away then but after they clean oh also during the cleaning montage we get hard knock life which is a fucking bob that's a great great. song great no one doesn't like that song that's a great song um you know catchy catchy as fuck cute little dance number in the 82 version and i think it was cute in my version too i can't remember though yeah upon reflection and then at the very end of that, she's in a laundry hamper, like a big rolling hamper. And she like sneaks away when they come and get the laundry. And then she gets out of the hamper and she's just on these streets, you know, avoiding the cops for all of like 20 minutes. Um, and she like finds a dog. And it's kind of cute because like the dog catcher goes to like catch the dog and she's like, oh, wait, that's my dog. And he's like, oh, yeah, is your dog out here? No collar, nothing. And she's like, well, no, I forgot it. And he's like, okay, call the dog's name. Like, see if the dog, like, actually comes to you. And you could just, and she's like, oh, shit. And then she just sort of, like, randomly picks Sandy, I guess. And it works. Which maybe the dog could just sense that she was, like, trying to be helpful and had good intentions. Clearly the dog catcher did not. They had a bond. Yeah. But then... The cop brings her back to Miss Hannigan, and this is where Miss Hannigan is horny for the cop. Mm-hmm. In my version, she says, Is there anything I can do to repay you? In a very flirtatious way, insinuating a sexual act. Yes. And then yeah. the cop says, In my version, Oh, I'm sure if we put our heads together, we can like figure something out. And then they're like about to kiss. Like they're like, you know, right up there. And then the one little kid, like, I think she's like, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. And I'm just like, that's oh, yes. so inappropriate for these two yes. to be witnessing. <laughs> so in my version, <laughs> probably because it's Disney, the cop says, yeah, if you see a mangy mutt running around or something like that, let me know because we got to send him to the pound. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Why are you so obsessed with capturing this dog and sending it to the pound? Like, it's going to be okay. Also, you just blew off this woman's, um, you know, invitation. I mean, she's not uh, depicted to be, like, super desirable, I feel like. No, but still, like, he wasn't either. Mm. He was, like, a not-cute cop man, so... I don't see him doing any better. Yeah. It does seem um, like like men have this idea that like like there's there's more men, I think, than women who have standards for what they want their partners to look like that are not in line with their own. Yes, that is where I think we have a big problem is they expect everyone to be this like Whatever stupid standard we've created that would be considered a 10, every single one of them thinks that they deserve that. Mm-hmm. And get that. But it's like, first off, what is a 10? Yeah, that's a made Why up idea. Like, you but probably have great. tastes that are different than that if you think about it for five seconds. Right. Like, that's, 
that's a made up system. Mm-hmm. That's incorrect. We should have never made that up because mm-hmm. that makes everyone feel shitty. And also, like, no, sit your ass down. You don't have teeth. Like, no. <laughs> not you know like you know, yeah sometimes like you gotta you, yeah sometimes you do but just like like you, you, need you to can't be expecting the world just at a bare minimum you just need to be open to meeting people expect- and then like if you meet someone and like you just don't feel that attraction that's okay you know like mm-hmm. but like you can't just be like you need to be this like i wouldn't never even consider someone who doesn't like like you got to keep yourself in shape, blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, they have like a giant beer belly. Mm-hmm. You know, like practice what you preach. Mm-hmm. That's all. So yeah, wouldn't be surprised if, even though he is not desirable, he was still like, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So then Annie's back again. I'm pretty sure they sing more songs. This chick shows up, and she's like, "I'm here to." pick up a kid for Mr. Warbank Banks. Mr. Warbucks. Warbucks, (laughs) that's it. I was like, that's not right. Mr. Warbucks. And like the woman's like, we don't and and then it's like in the in my version, the one I watched, she like sees Annie like peeking in the door. And then she says to Miss Miss Hannigan, someone about, I forget, like six years old. And Annie, like, like points her thumb up and is all wide eyed And she's like, uh, seven, eight? And then Annie, like, signals for her to stop. I think. Um, I don't remember how I have these numbers, right? And she's like, eight years old? And it's like, why? Why do you want this? Why do you already want this kid? Like, Right. Which is, like, the one that happens to be in front of your eyeballs. Like, don't you have actual specifications here? Like, right. <laughs> I don't know. What do I know? So, it just my- feels hard, unbelievable to me. Like. I find it hard to believe. Also, I'm pretty sure in your version, he wanted a boy. Yeah. And then he was, like, upset that he didn't want a boy. And so it, it, that was confusing because it's like, just go get a fucking boy. But I do think that Grace, the assistant of Daddy Warbucks, was like, no, I really know what he needs. And this is it. So maybe she was like, if it's a girl, he'll be a little softer, you know, and, like, find like a love for a child where if it's a boy you might try to be like you know just give him the lay of the land and be like you're gonna you know treat it a little different you think this was like a a a plan it might have been a plan i don't know well based Um, on the outcome that seems plausible yeah and mine annie was already sitting in the office so annie had just come back from running away and so she was sitting in the office about to receive her punishment when Grace comes in and she says she needs an orphan. And Miss Hennigan says, I'm an orphan. And then she says, a child orphan. And Annie says, I'm an orphan. And so she takes Annie because she was there. So that's interesting. That does make it seem more random. Yeah. She's just like, ah, an orphan. But the whole thing in mind was how, like, Miss Hannigan specifically didn't want it to be Annie, and she specifically did, and she had to, like, talk her into it. Mm. So she also didn't want it to be Annie, but it wasn't, I don't think, as much of a, like, debacle. It was kind of like, no, you can have anyone but Annie. And she says, no, I want her. She says, okay. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah, and I did find, like, 
that was really a moment where I did like feel like like I was on Annie, Annie's side was when Miss Hannigan said like no like not that one because that one used to be put in her place and it was like oh fuck you like yeah you don't like that Miss Hannigan sucks mm-hmm. yeah bad in many ways great villain and spoiler alert a villain with a redemption arc Uh, in the version I watched. Not mine. She was just bad There's the whole no time. She sucks. Interesting. That's a um, Also, we should definitely get into the fact that Daddy Warbucks wanted a child to spend with him for Christmas. So it was he was bringing this child in for two weeks for good press, at least in my version. Yeah, in my version um, also. Yeah. And it's like, what a fucking dick move. Well, how would that get you good press? Because wouldn't they then report how you, like, sent it back? Yeah, right. Like, oh, look at me. I brought in an orphan for a couple weeks, and then I'm going to send it back to its shitty little life. Yeah. Like, that seems worse. Yeah. And I'll say, like, he obviously at the beginning didn't care. Mm -hmm. He was like, what is this? (laughs) I wanted a boy. And mine, he says... Orphans are boys. And then she says, no, not all of them. <laughs> I think <laughs> you said that in mind, too, which is kind of hilarious. Like, why do you think all orphans are boys? He's confused. I guess because, spoiler he was an orphan. Wow, that's interesting. I don't think that came out that he was an orphan in mine. No, wait, maybe oh. it did. And mine is in. Because he did give his, like, rags to riches came from nothing story. Yeah. And I don't remember that detail specifically, but that would make sense. Yeah, he claims orphanage, orphanism. And mine, at least. Yeah. Um, also, okay, I have so many things. Um, so this is all set in New York City, and he has this giant mansion. And I just want to know where the fuck that mansion is. Dude, there used to be big mansions like that on Fifth Avenue. Oh, they did? Yeah. That's real? And then they They're just all went torn down now. Down? There used to be big fucking orphans. Like, or Who knocked orphans? down all those mansions? Yeah, they did. The Gilded Mansions. Like such a waste. Mm-hmm. Well, there that's There was like shitty. one, like, the gates that used to be in front of the um, Astor Mansion, if I remember correctly, which is, you know, like, Astor Place is named after, like, uh-huh. John Jacob Astor and his family. Um, I think they were beaver for people. Anyway, those gates are the only thing that's left from their, or their, I keep saying orphanage, their mansion. And they are the gates. If you've ever been to that little conservatory garden, um, in central park, it has like a separate entrance from the street. And it's like this, like people have weddings. There's like this cute, very small, very like curated garden. And like just those gates are from there and they're very cool. And you can see them. That is cool. I kind of wish there were still mansions, even though that would be shitty. Like, I also don't wish there were mansions, but... Yeah, I know what you mean. I don't know. It just seems like a nice little change of pace. Even though that's also shitty, it's like, ah, look. I think it depends on what they're being used for. Yeah. Like, because you can have one that's a hotel or, like, a bed and breakfast. Right. Yeah. Or it could be like apartments, which like they'd have to change the insides a fair bit. But like 
worth it, I think, to like at least maintain like the edifice and probably some of the details um, and like still like make it, you know, more useful. Yeah. I bet they were beautiful. I can't believe they knocked them down. I'm appalled. You know, shit gets knocked down all the time. I know, but not mansions usually, I feel like. I feel like they knock down those little bitty houses so that they can do things. A mansion? A lot of money. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. There's a podcast I listen to called The Bowery Boys. It's all about New York City history. It's very interesting. I'll, uh, yeah, I need to know more. Uh, so, anyways. So, yeah, mansion, huge mansion. There's, like, a pool um, and a ballroom and, like, things like that. Tennis courts. There's, like, land. I forgot about that, actually. The fact that there's, like, land makes me think, like, that this wouldn't be in New York City. Right. I didn't see land in mine. I just saw a mansion. I'm trying to remember. Because I feel like she goes outside to talk to Mr. Warbucks at one point in mine. So, in... Was there ever a helicopter? Not that I remember. Oh, no, at the end. Right. When they're singing The Sun Will Come Out Tomorrow. Yeah. Is there a helicopter? a wild time that song's been. Because that's all I remember from that one. I remember pieces of this one. I watched it so long ago. And I've always remembered the helicopter. And the sun will come out tomorrow. And I think being confused and sad. (laughs) Confused? I don't know. I remember about Annie. I felt confused and sad. (laughs) That's the title for sure. Confused (laughs) and sad. It's about Annie. (laughs) But if he has a helicopter, he's got land. Yeah, he's got to land that shit. There were no helicopters in mine. I guess he did have a helipad on his roof, maybe. I also feel like if this was set in the 1920s, there were not helicopters. Right? Oh, God, I don't know. Okay. When was the helicopter invented? Do you know what year the helicopter was invented? Send us a voice memo. We're going to say the answer, so... That doesn't but really work. You can oh. pause it and you can tell us. Mm-hmm. Right we'll just now. believe you. It's fine. We'll just believe that you did it and that you didn't wait and hear the answer and then email us. Just kidding. We decided not to trust you uh, so you don't get the answer to when the helicopter is invented until next week when you come back for part two about Annie. Yay. Until next time. I'm Emily, and, and she was Kai, and, and she was drunk, and I was high, and you were listening to Wine Weed Weird. Oh.